well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state. The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Welcome to another edition of Bearing Arms, Cam and Company. My name is Cam Edwards. Glad you're with me on the program today. We're going to be talking with some of the uh, fine folks from the Gun Owners Action League in Massachusetts here in just a minute. Busy week for uh, goal and for gun owners and for anti-gunners in Massachusetts. You had a uh, huge hearing on Tuesday, more than four hours long, a uh, joint hearing between House and Senate committees, talking about over four dozen gun-related bills. Now, not all of them were bad, but... In Massachusetts, as you can imagine, many of them were. Uh, Jim Wallace from the Gunners actually got a lot of time before the uh, microphone there. Uh, more than a half hour, I think. Uh, not only uh, giving his initial insight into a lot of these proposals, but also uh, getting a- and giving back and forth between uh, lawmakers. They had a lot of questions for Jim, and he had a lot to say. So we'll uh, talk about that here in just a moment. Before we do, though, let's talk about this for just a second. Joe Biden's America. And the fact that it's crushing us. You've got companies laying off tens of thousands of workers one after another. America's working two jobs just to get by. Inflation pushing hardworking families to the brink. Just look at the price of lunch meat next time you go to the grocery store. And a digital dollar could be coming out of the pipeline to completely destroy our way of life. The truth is, you need a plan. You know it, and I know it. And that's why you should call Gold Co. So you can diversify your savings and investments with gold and silver before things get worse. They're a six-timing 5,000 winner. 2022 Company of the Year. Thousands of five-star reviews. And they've helped people like you and me place over $1 billion in gold and silver. They're offered up to $10,000 in free silver while supplies last. And if you call them today, qualified callers will get a free Ronald Reagan half-ounce silver coin. So don't wait. Call Gold Co. at 855-412-3806 today. That's 855-412-3806. And now, let's get to our uh, conversation with the uh, folks from the Gun Owners Action League all about the uh, latest push Seems like the never-ending push for gun control in Massachusetts. Take a look and a listen. There were so many bills heard in Massachusetts this week. We couldn't even have just one guest to talk about it. We had to get uh, both Big Jim Wallace from the Gun Owners Action League and Mike Harris from the Gun Owners Action League. Gentlemen, thank you both for joining me on the program today. It's good to see you. As always, yeah, you as well. Welcome back to the Second Amendment Battleground State. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Gonna, no kidding. On Mike's beard, though. We got to get that beard really going, you know? You know, I gotta say, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not very long, but it's not very it's not very gray either. So you got that going for you, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, he's only been working with us for a few years. So, yeah. I'm getting there. Yeah. Give it time. They're starting to pop up. <laughs> so yeah. speaking of FaceTime, uh, Jim, you got quite a bit of FaceTime during this uh, hearing on Tuesday. Uh, you and I were yeah. talking off air, and most folks, you know, you get your two or three minutes or whatever, and and then they move on to the next bit of a uh, next person wants to testify. But it sounds like you had um, uh, quite a few exchanges with lawmakers uh, asking you questions, and you get a chance to uh, sound off on some of these bills. Yeah, it, it, it's interesting. It's kind of always been the rule of thumb up there that you get three minutes to testify, but if somebody asks you a question, timer's off. So because they have to give you, well, they don't have to, but they get, they give you time to answer the questions. And, um, you know, so Mike testified, Carrie Ann testified, and then I, I talked about a couple of bills. And then um, the, the, the questions ensued. The, the House chair started off, which was kind of interesting. Uh, um, yeah. We get along well, but his demeanor was a little bit gutcha. And he wanted very clear, quick, one-word answers to some of his questions. And I've been up there 25 years. That's not going to happen. You're not <laughs> going to put me in a corner with one word answers. So 
Um, I was taking my time and answering the questions. And a couple of times he said, can you just give me quick answers so we can, you know, move along with the hearing? Nope, not going to do it. So uh, we had a lot of discussions about some of the issues. He was really hung up on percentages of everything. You know, what percentage of yeah. these type of guns are sold in mass and, you know, what percentage of gun owners do this? And it was really hung up on percentages. Uh, but then, then we got into some of the other, um, you know, some of the other reps were asking some very good questions. And, you know, a lot of it pointed towards things that goal had actually gotten passed nine years ago and right. weren't being used. For instance, the criminal firearms and trafficking division of the state police. That was our language. We created that nine years ago. Doesn't exist. You know, three sections of criminal law that we drafted and got passed dealing with breaking and entering to steal guns and trafficking guns across state lines. And, you know, people who were harmed by those guns never been used. Uh, so a lot of the legislators were very curious about that. Uh, interestingly enough, when it came back to the Senate chair, uh, Timothy, uh, of the committee, uh, he said, so I, I got a yeah. few questions for you. And uh, please feel free to take your time answering these questions. Yeah. <laughs> so it take as long as you want. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it, it was kind of interesting, but they were really keying in on some of the stuff that we had already give them. And I actually described them as we've given you the tools, but you've left those tools in the toolbox to rust. Yeah. You, you haven't used them. So now you want to pass more laws that you're probably not going to use. Right. Um, unfortunately, yeah. At the end of, of, gosh, I think I think Mike had it. We we were up what forty seven minutes for forty seven minutes. Like yeah, yeah, it was a marathon. So that's that could be a that could be a record. Um, yeah, right, pretty good. But then the last person to to try to ask me questions was the representative from Lawrence. Yeah, Rep. very berating, very insulting. You know, because we had given them the state's data, not our data, not a statistic, not a survey. The Department the of Public Health's data. Yeah, on yeah. Uh, on homicide, suicide, and accidents. And he accused us of manipulating the statistics uh, to embarrass the legislature. And I just wasn't going to stand for it. I, I gave him a couple of minutes to, 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 mm -hmm. to try to come up with a question. Yeah, but he just kept hammering on it, and finally, I just interrupted him because I'm not going to take that. I'm not going to. No. I'm not going to let my staff face that. So, um, and I think it was the first time in my career. I thought it was kind of cool that the chairman had to gavel us down. I thought it was pretty <laughs> he cool. He did. But, um, <laughs> bang, 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 bang. You yeah. know, but and, and even the chairman was a little bit upset at this guy because he didn't have a mm. question. He just wanted to give a speech. Yeah, uh, <laughs> because all the fit his narrative, you know. Right. Because because regardless of how, how people feel on the issue, we we've cultivated good relationships, respectful relationships with all of these legislators. And for him to do that was really out of line. Yeah, it was, it was really it was very odd. <laughs> I, I mean, you're always going to have, I guess, someone who wants to grandstand. Right. Uh, rather than or you know, and, and look, I mean, it's one thing and you guys see this all the time. It's one thing to get up there and you get the slanted questions as you say you let's focus on these percentages mm -hmm. unless you know ask stuff that really is irrelevant but it's going to advance a particular point of view right we're all used to that but again like if you're just out there because I, I you know what i want to get i want to go viral on tiktok i want people to uh to, to see me you know take the gun lobby to task i mean that's the stuff that's just infuriating right because right regardless yeah. of whether or not 
you're a gun owner or a Second Amendment supporter, look, the vast majority of us care about public safety. That's that's not the argument. That's not where our disagreement lies. The disagreement lies in how we best protect the public. And the three of us and a lot of other people Mm -hmm. say, well, you don't do it by making it harder for people to protect themselves. You don't do it by infringing on their fundamental civil rights. Um, But to suggest that you don't give a damn, that you don't care about violent crime because you care more about your guns. um, That's just yeah, 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 that's absurd. So so, you know, obviously, we were talking about. Over the past few months, uh, 4420, which is now turned into 4159, 4139. 4139. Okay. Which, by the way, Kim, first time Mike and I have ever seen this, the day the House was debating the bill, they literally changed the bill number twice on the floor (laughs) during debates. Never seen that in my life. Never. Because they just they want to they want to keep that bill number long enough for you guys yeah. to print signs, and then as soon as you get your that's signs right. printed, we're like, ah, we're going to change the name again. <laughs> that's all. That's yeah. about. It's a relic up there <laughs> now, yeah. right? Yeah, um, the chairman said that when he was up talking about the bill, he goes, "Whatever their sign says now." But the the interesting thing uh, is, it was forty one thirty five when it hit the floor. Then there were some objections because it's a spending bill. Spending bills have particular yeah. rules to be followed. Not that they care, but um, both Democrats and Republicans said, wait a minute, this is a spending <clears throat> bill. You have to follow certain rules. Right. Um, but uh, the so what they did was midstream, they changed it to 4135-2. So it was no longer a spending bill. <laughs> right. So and then just before they took the final vote, it was 4139. And everybody's up there going, the hell's going on? We've never even seen anything like this before. Never. But yeah, it was uh, it's 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 just been quite a show, you know. I mean, <laughs> I, I I know I should be mad, and we are mad, but so it's just comical because yeah. it, it, it's like somebody in the courtroom trying to say, "Your Honor, it wasn't me." Why? Because I don't identify that way anymore. So you know, right. something like yeah. that. Yeah, they keep it's changing the, the rules as they go yeah. along. Yeah. Hey, listen, you got it. You got to keep your sense of humor else. This is driving me crazy. Um, but I but I, I wanted to ask. So we, we've got we've got the House bill that's been out there. The Senate, uh, you know, has been working on their own. But what were some of the was there a, a main focus in the 56 some odd bills? I know that there were some pro gun bills in there, too. But what were some of the actual specifics that that you guys were testifying against? I mean, what are some of the things that that you're hearing coming down from the center of the House? Maybe that's not been a part of the lawful citizens imprisonment act to date <laughs> yeah well we took we took a little bit of a different strategy on this one Cam. okay rather than wasting our time talking you know opposing bills uh, you know in our initial official testimony in our three minutes we spent time on on stuff that we had but mm-hmm. what we were trying to do uh, with the extended warranty i guess of, of testimony um was actually talking about the things that exist that they're not doing. Right. The, the, like I said earlier, the tools they already have that we've given yeah. you that you're not using. Um, and there was a lot of discussion about that. Now, now, the whole ghost gun things, I had to explain to them that there's no such thing as a ghost gun in the 2A community. There isn't. Right. So, especially in Massachusetts, because if we build something, we have to report it. So where's the ghost gun? Where's the ghost and the ghost gun, you know? So uh, they didn't understand that. They didn't know that. But we actually have a piece of legislation, you know, you can call it a ghost gun bill if you want, that only hammers the prohibited people. And it 
we actually included things like parts because what's happening, I guess, uh, especially in Springfield, is they'll go in in a drug bust. They'll find the drugs. No guns, but they'll find, you know, 100 Glock switches that they know are being used as drug trade uh, barter. So uh, we would include everything. As long as you're a prohibited person, if you're in possession of these parts, I don't care. Go get them. That statement I just made, the media cut out the part about prohibited person and just said, if it's ghost guns, go get them. That was that was the edit they did to my quote. So uh, it was it was, eh, you know, it is what it is. That's a little frustrating. So the the interesting thing is conversation and Mike can maybe go more into this because the libertarian and Mike came out with a meeting with a senator yesterday. And he's like, (laughs) well, what if they're not a prohibited person and and they have gun parts? And I said, well, who cares? What does it matter? They're not a prohibited person. Yeah. Who cares? Well, they might be able to build a gun. Well, they might be able to go to Radio Shack, get parts and build a bomb, but they're not. Yeah. So who cares? You know? So I mean, are we going to criminalize un- unregistered mufflers? You could build a car out of it. And it might not be registered. Yeah. It's crazy. That's right. Don't give them any it's ideas, so. Mike. I know, right? So were any of the lawmakers outside of the usual suspects receptive to the idea that, yeah, there are tools in the toolbox. I, you know, I, I, when I was writing about the hearing for bearing arms, I included um, comments by the mayor of Springfield, Dominic Sarno, uh, who is not, I don't, I don't know if he was at the hearing, but the same day that this hearing's held, he's talking to the local media saying, hey, you know, our problem, because there's a record high number of homicides in Springfield, Massachusetts yeah. this year. And he said, our problem is repeat violent offenders. Like we know who these guys are, right? And, that is always the case, them, and we're putting them right back out on the street. Um, which I thought, you know, went hand in hand with um, I forget who the Democratic state senator was, I believe, who talked about. I reached out to my local police chief. I asked him how many times, you know, do you run across law-abiding gun owners who are committing these crimes? And he said, in twenty years, I've had one. Um, you know, so it does seem like the knowledge at least should be there. That it's mm-hmm. not legal gun owners who are driving up violent crime in Massachusetts, right? That the problem right. really is a very small number mm-hmm. of very prolific violent offenders who kind of get, you know, in this rinse and repeat cycle in the criminal justice system. But, I, you know, I got to say, I mean, it, it, I, I think that these gun control bills um, are probably going to pass next year. So is it about crime at all, Jim, or is it really just about, we don't want gun owners. We don't want gun ownership. We don't want you exercising this right. Crime is the excuse, but the real goal is to eradicate your ability to exercise your second amendment rights. I think it's a little bit of both. I think there, I think it's, I think some of it is laziness. Okay. Um, in that there, I mean, the meeting we had with, with the senator, she, we, we, we gave them our bill that, that Jim had talked about. And we said, oh, we'd like to go after these people. And so they're like, oh, I don't know if we can do that. I don't know if we can go after those people. We're like, of course you can. That's, that's the whole point of this. Um, and I think the, the ability for them to just say that they've done something is more important to them than actually doing something. <laughs> So I think it's it's a bit of laziness, and I think it's a, it's a bit of um, the uh, the banality of evil, I guess, mm. where you you kind of just sit by and and watch instead of and and just say, hey, we're going to go after this whole topic and this whole subject matter and all of these people instead of you know differentiating. Uh, you know, you get all of your rights until you prove that you shouldn't have them all, and yeah. and 
that's that's kind of the theory that you know gun owners like us work off of um but you know some people don't see it that way i guess and some of those people sit in legislative seats <laughs> right all right well, so it was an interesting conversation too about the red flag bill because i've been hammering on that ever since it got passed because there's no follow-up you know if right. you've identified what you think is the next mass killer all you're going to do is take away their gun license and send them home and and they some of them at the committee didn't didn't really know that and and the other thing that shocked them was i said if you believe somebody's dangerous and they don't legally own a gun you can't file a petition because it's only for licensed gun owners because that's the only thing it does and they just kind of looked at me like a bunch of spaniels like hmm? and i said yeah that's true if you really believe mm -hmm. somebody's the next killer but they don't legally own a gun this is useless so you, even if they do, so now you've taken away their license and you've let the killer walk away. Right. And, and one of the senators, we had a very good conversation with, he said, yeah, but at least we've got the gun, but you've let him go. So, <laughs> you know, I mean, no it, dangerous it, hearing, you know, no 72 yeah, hour evaluation, no follow up. And, and I often ask, yeah. well, okay, can this person work in a school? You've let him go. You didn't charge him with anything, you, you know, so it's fine if they're a school principal and they just look at you like, what do you mean? So there's there's no commitment to follow up. Mm -hmm. And that goes with criminal prosecution as well. You mm -hmm. have every tool. You have. Mike and I were having a conversation yesterday at lunch because there's a couple of bills in about uh, making a specific crime about shooting at a house. You know, and I asked Mike because Mike went to law school, and I'm like, "That's not a crime already." I'm like, "It's <laughs> you know." And I mean, not specifically. Said, we, we really have nothing to charge him on. <laughs> really? Then you, you, you really stink at your job, right? <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's like so. It, but they're they're very eager to pass laws, but also in Massachusetts, probably I don't know ever since Deval Patrick. They've made Massachusetts a really nice place to live if you're a criminal, because there's all kinds of rules about, you know, no cash bail now. There's all kinds of rules about we're not going to prosecute these certain crimes because mm -hmm. it, it drags them down. And, it, you know, I, I mean, I even use the example of this was know, way pre-COVID, but one of the cases we used was somebody in Worcester. Guy was arrested with a real AK-47, not the yeah. ones we have fun with. Eradicated serial number, 20,000 bags of heroin. He's out on bail and committed the same crime two weeks two weeks later. Got another you know, AK. <laughs> now, yeah, you can't tell me you're serious when you're not doing, you're not following yeah. through. Right. And the legislature's not, you're Dave Vieira. Give him credit, Rep. Dave Vieira. Yeah, he's was awesome. Really upset. So he didn't know until we told him about all these things that are not being done that already exist, and he was very demanding that, hey, listen, here we are debating about more laws, and you were just educated on all these laws that Goal actually drafted and gave you, and you're not using. So don't talk to me about violent crime if you're not going to yeah. do what you should be doing. Absolutely, all that stuff. All that stuff has been statute since 2014, almost a decade. They've been on the books and completely unfunded. Uh, well, What's I mean, going on? 
Well, I, I, we all have our suspicions about what's going on, right? Uh, when when we're reducing the narrative. Absolutely. And, you know, I, to me, it goes back to uh, you talked about what happened after the uh, the 98 bill, Jim, and what, 300,000 uh, gun owners leaving the state of Massachusetts. And I, I mean, I think that that's honestly their strategy, even if this is based on some sort of public safety strategy. The idea is, well, if we don't have any legal gun owners around, then there won't be any legal guns for people to get a hold of illegally and therefore uh, gun violence will disappear magically. It's not how it works in real life, but uh, I guess maybe it's a, a you know nice fiction for them to rest their heads on at night. Um, listen, before we run out of time, because yeah. yeah, we could talk we we could talk for hours here, but um, I, I do want to ask what what's the next step? I mean, I know that the I, I've been seeing you know reports saying well nothing's going to happen immediately. The Senate's not going to uh, you know uh, follow up on the House bill until after the New Year. What yeah. do gun owners in Massachusetts need to be doing right now? Um, even if there's no vote imminent in, in the House or Senate, mm. buying ammo. Okay, <laughs> fair enough. Re- reach out to your senator. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's it's they're going to be on break for pretty much the whole month of December unless something strange happens. Yeah. they have to come back in an emergency. So now's the opportunity to find out because you know during the holidays, right? They're going to be at all kinds of they're functions. Around parades, you know, whatever it might be, the Council on Aging, find them, go talk to them, um, mm-hmm. tell them what's going on in your, in your mind. And that's the important thing. While we're having, Mike and I are having meetings with a lot of these people and going through every possible scenario and yeah. telling them that, hey, listen, if you want legitimate stuff, we'll help you. But, you know, if you just want to yeah. do what the House did, no sense in it. But this is the time to really find them locally and, and go talk to them. All right. Well, gentlemen, yeah. thank you again for everything you do uh, and for having those meetings and for uh, remaining mostly civil in the face of uh, incivility <laughs> from uh, lawmakers. Uh, I'm glad you got to experience the uh, the pounding of the gavel, Jim. That's yeah, that is nice. a pretty cool moment. I'm out of line. You're out of line. So good for you. Uh, <laughs> That's right. That's but right. uh, yeah. Jim Wallace, Mike Harris, thank you both again for joining us here on Cam and Company. Look forward to talking to you guys both again very soon. Thanks, Kim. All right, brother. Talk to you later. So, yeah, we'll be paying attention to what's going on in Massachusetts. I, I know that things are really going to start to heat up in January, but uh, oh, there's always twists and turns, it seems, between uh, now and then. Every day is the opportunity to bring something unusual. All right, let's turn our attention now to today's Armed Citizen story, our good deed of the day, and our recidivist report. We'll start there. Second suspect in armed robbery of upstate store arrested is from uh, South Carolina. Second suspect in the robbery of a a retail store in Spartanburg County has been taken into custody. 26-year-old Stuart Eugene Kaufman of Boiling Springs arrested after he was identified through surveillance photos from the robbery at Academy Sports in Spartanburg back on November 18th. Gee, I wonder how they could spot him based solely on those uh, surveillance footage. You know, the cameras are... Sometimes so fuzzy, you can't get a clear image. I don't know. I guess the sheer number of facial tattoos made it a little bit easier for uh, law enforcement to identify their uh, suspect in this case. Coffin's now been charged with armed robbery. Investigators say he was an accomplice to another man named Justin Phillips in the heist. Coffin was found hiding in the attic of a home in Boiling Springs. He's also charged with a probation violation, by the way. Uh, two other people arrested at the home after methamphetamine was discovered there. Sheriff's office discovered a uh, firearm on the premises as well. Investigators say the same home was the scene of a drive-by shooting that injured an underage girl back on November the 7th. There were no uh, charges filed in that case due to a lack of witness cooperation. 
according to the sheriff's department. And then we get this little aside. I wish we knew more uh, about this, but um, yeah, not much information. WIRD uh, radio in Greenville, South Carolina says that the sheriff's office reports that Kaufman has a long criminal history with over 30 cases since 2014. Now, he's only 26 years old. So if he has managed to rack up 30 different cases in the less than 10 years that he's been an adult, now maybe some of those offenses are juvenile offenses. I don't know. You got to work really hard to uh, be busted that many times in that short amount of time. And again, apparently not much time behind bars to show for it in any of those 30 cases since he's just 26 years of age and he was still out on the street to allegedly commit an armed robbery there in South Carolina. Today's Armed Citizen story from Hampton, Virginia, where a carjacking suspect was shot and seriously injured by his intended victim. Yeah, boy, you you hate to see that, don't you? Hampton Police Division said uh, 22-year-old Kenneth Maddox Jr. tried to carjack a man at gunpoint early on Saturday morning. Uh, Less than two hours later, police say that Maddox tried to carjack another man. And a fight ensued. This time, the victim was able to get his own gun, at which point he shot the suspect who fled in the vehicle or shot at the suspect who uh, fled in the vehicle he was carjacking. Apparently, he did strike the uh, suspect because a few minutes later, Maddox showed up at a uh, local hospital suffering from life-threatening injuries as a result of the shooting. Maddox's life was saved by doctors, and now he is charged with two counts of carjacking as well as two counts of the use of a firearm and commission of a felony. The uh, armed citizen who acted in self-defense Apparently not facing any charges at all, as should be the case. Finally today, in the right place, at the right time, will enable to do the right thing, a police officer and a uh, good Samaritan in Midland, Michigan, who helped save three people from a burning vehicle. Very scary moments here. It happened around 445 Wednesday afternoon. There was a a car carrying an 86-year-old man, an 85-year-old woman, a 79-year-old man, and a 78-year-old woman. So he had four elderly people in this car. It was originally reported as a minor crash with no injuries. But when a Midland police officer arrived, he found the car on fire. And three of the elderly people could not get out of the vehicle. Uh, a fourth uh, occupant did manage to escape. A uh, Midland police officer and a uh, bystander who was in the area, saw what was going on, quickly were able to pull the other three occupants out of the, out of the car. Again, while it's on fire, Midland Fire Department then responded to extinguish the blaze. Ambulances transported all four people in the car to a local hospital for treatment of minor smoke inhalation. Police officer and bystander also sought treatment for smoke inhalation there, but no serious injuries were reported from this crash, amazingly. And again, I think that is in large part because of the quick thinking and the fast action, not only of that police officer, but the bystander in Midland, Michigan, who saw what was going on, didn't drive by, didn't say, ah, it's somebody else's concern. They were in a spot and an opportunity to help. And that's exactly what they did, saving the lives of three people in the process. So, again, in the right place, at the right time, willing and able to do the right thing. We thank both the police officer and the Good Samaritan in Midland, Michigan, for truly making a life-saving difference. That is going to do it for this edition of Arms Cam and Company. I want to thank you for being a part of the program, as always. Don't forget to check out BarionArms.com throughout the day and throughout the rest of the week and the weekend, because we'll be updating the site with all of the latest Second Amendment news and information that you need to know about. If you like what you see, I'd encourage you to become a VIP or VIP Gold member as well. Just go to BarionArms.com slash subscribe. Use the promo code GUNRIGHTS. And you can get a significant savings on your VIP or VIP Gold membership. We're going to give you exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. New stories and analysis that matter. Because your support 
matters too. So thank you again. We'll be back with another edition of Barry and Arms Gaming Company on Monday. But like I said, don't forget to check out the website in the meantime. Until we talk again, be well, be safe, and be free.